The change is stark and immediate. People crossing from Tijuana to San Diego for the first time notice the differences between the two countries right away. The infrastructure is much more uh, larger, cleaner, uh, well-lit, and it's just the amount of cars, and it just the infrastructure automatically hits you. That's Francisco Peralta Vargas, an undocumented college student who crossed for the first time when he was 12. Of course, it's way more than just the freeways that are different. The language, the people, the food, the culture, just about everything takes an adjustment. And for the thousands of migrants who make the trek and cross into the United States every year, on top of all the enormous day-to-day challenges that come with starting a new life in a new country, a barrage of emotions comes at them fast and hard. And especially for the kids who cross, legally or not, those emotions can be intense. Here's Francisco again, remembering the fear he felt when he crossed into San Diego for the first time. Like once I started getting closer, I, like, my heart was pumping and I was, I was a little bit scared and I was like rehearsing how to say I'm a U.S. citizen because that was the only word, that the only few words in English that, that I needed to learn. I'm Alan Lilienthal and you're listening to Only Here, the KPBS podcast about the place where San Diego and Tijuana meet. Today, a story about a new classical music composition that explores what immigration feels like for kids. Only Here is the symphony bringing together a composer and a poet to make music about a kid crossing the border. More after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. That's a bit of Brazos de Niebla, or Arms of Mist. It's the song that the San Diego Symphony Orchestra commissioned Mexican composer Javier Álvarez and former United States Poet Laureate Juan Felipe Herrera to create. The song in its finished form is about an hour long, 
but it started as a super short, succinct poem by Juan. He wrote it before family separations at the border started making the news, and before the huge Central American migrant caravan made its way to Tijuana, and all the chaos at the border that followed. Juan says he would have written about those big topics had they been happening at the time. But instead, he sat down and thought about the best way to get people to understand what immigration is like for the people who do it. Here's Juan. I come from that generation of writers, so that uh, very, I'm very concerned with uh, social change and the issues of uh, migrant peoples and uh, issues at large that we all face uh, as human beings, uh, not only in California, but throughout the nation and throughout the world as much as I can. You know, I'm, I'm really uh, writing into just about a few things. But uh, if I can find the heart, that's the key. Finding the heart, or the human side of immigration, wasn't too hard. Juan says his brain zeroed in on an imaginary young, undocumented child who migrated to the U.S. with his family. To give this imaginary child a voice, he drew on his own experience growing up with migrant parents from Mexico who moved to San Diego. Juan lived in Ramona before he and his family moved to Logan Heights, a neighborhood near downtown San Diego. He says they moved around in San Diego a lot after that, continuing to live the kind of migrant lifestyle his parents were used to. He had to constantly adjust to new schools, new neighborhoods, and new friends. It was tough. Some of the first words Juan wrote down ended up being the title of the poem. Soy el niño perdido. I am the lost child. The words that spilled onto the page after that conveyed a real sense of feeling lost and alone. The world is indifferent to the child. It ignores the child. So this is what I wrote for the San Diego Symphony, and this is what Javier Alvarez, the composer, great composer of the uh, symphonic piece, uh, uh, incorporated into, into music. Uh, soy el niño perdido. Uh, I am the lost child. Soy el niño perdido entre furiosas torres, between furious towers, entre dos banderas, between two flags, brazos de niebla, arms of mist. Once Juan finished the poem, Mexican composer Javier Álvarez wrapped the text into a three-part musical composition for the San Diego Symphony. The song isn't sad. It's actually pretty lively and energetic in parts, and slower and more touching in others. Javier decided the poem should be sung by a young soprano boy. He wanted that clear, crystalline voice to convey a sense of innocence as soft orchestral music played behind it. Music is a powerful way to get to people's emotions. Of course, Javier knows that. One of the emotions he decided to scratch at is loneliness. Here's Javier. Sort of helps to convey this feeling of nothingness, of, of, uh, of, uh, uh, of solitude, if you like, which is embedded in the poem. 
And, uh, you know, judging by the reaction of the audiences in the past, uh, you know, the performances of, of the work, uh, I could see that people were extremely moved. And, uh, and you know, many people came up to me and said how much they, they uh, identified with, with what was uh, being said and what was being um, kind of expressed in the power of the music. The composer also hoped the music might stir up some feelings of empathy for the confusion that meets kids who move to a new country. Well, perhaps, you know, in, in my humble and, you know, small place in the world, you know, I aspired, you know, that this may bring awareness, uh, you know, to whoever listens to it of what is going on and what goes on in the mind of a child that is having to go through an experience of, you know, going from one place to the other and having to immigrate because of diverse reasons. So, yes, I aspire to that. Okay, it's break time. When we come back, Martha Gilmer, CEO of the symphony, explains why her organization wanted to make music about immigration. She says it wasn't about plopping the symphony in the middle of the raging border debate. Instead, it was about making music that matters. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Everyone is talking about immigration, arguing about it, really. It's hard not to think about the issue when just about every news cycle leads with a story about a new Trump administration policy, a migrant caravan, or a new border wall. Thousands of Central Americans in Tijuana face an uncertain future after a violent clash at the border Sunday. Some are choosing to apply for asylum in Mexico. Others are heading back home. But despite the optics of tackling such a contentious topic in a time when the country is so sharply divided on the issue... The symphony CEO, Martha Gilmer, says the organization's decision to commission an original composition about immigration wasn't about making a statement for or against it. Well, I've, I've said to um, people that this is not intended to be a political piece. You can see it that way, of course. And the timing, and that's why kind of it's important to see how it evolved, because the topic has become heated and political. But the fact is, is... Um, Migration is generations old. It's uh, people have been going from place to place. 
America was founded on that. And what I see this as is a human piece. It's, it's through the eyes of a child. It's through the eyes of someone displaced who's both trying to acclimatize and understand the new as well as letting go of the old, you know, reminiscing about what there was, but also finding himself in the present. And, and so this kind of juxtaposition between two worlds is what migration is. And to me, that's what the piece speaks to. And, you know, the, the piece itself is quite... Um, it's lively and it reflects this vibrant culture and the culture of Mexico with vihuelas, or four vihuela players in the piece, uh, guitars from the mariachi style. So it's, it has its exuberance. It's not, uh, it's not mournful or it's, there's, there's, while there's wisefulness, um, I did it to me it did not speak it was not intended or did not speak to an outcry or a political statement it's a human statement this isn't the first time the symphony has taken on the topic of immigration in early 2018 58 percussionists and two piccolo players stood on both sides of the border at the spot where the fence runs into the ocean. Now, I just want to take a few quick moments to tell you a little bit more about this place since over the years, it's been the stage for dozens of symbolic events like the symphony's concert. If you've never been there, just picture a beach with a big fence slicing it right down the middle and running straight into the ocean. On one side of the fence, the United States. On the other, Mexico. On the U.S. side, it's almost always quiet and empty. Birds are often the only thing you'll see frolicking on the beach near the border fence. There's a park a few hundred feet back from the beach on the U.S. side. It's called Friendship Park, but it feels anything but friendly. Instead, it's militarized. There is a watchtower and border agents, and it's almost always empty, in part because it's hard to get to because of the border infrastructure and a road that often floods. The U.S. side lies in stark contrast to the Mexican side, which is almost always filled with activity and people. There's tons of art and color on the Mexican side. Lots of vendors selling cocos, elotes, cotton candy, fruit, it's alive, it's vibrant. I live just a few minutes from here, and I love walking here in the mornings to walk around, get some tacos, or just people watch. There's a lot of music. Tourists come and just ask the musicians to play, or don't ask, they just start playing. Some of the only times people actually show up on the U.S. side of the border, here where the fence runs into the Pacific Ocean, is for protest events meant to highlight the two countries' separation and connection. It makes a stunning and unusual backdrop for these things. There have been kite-flying events where people on both sides fly their kites over the fence. Binational yoga sessions have happened here. There have even been weddings. And a binational church meets here regularly. One time, years ago, as part of an art event, a man was shot in a cannon from the Mexican side to the U.S. side. It was probably the most memorable instance of protest art at the border. 
And there's long been a tradition of binational concerts here, too, where musicians on both sides of the border play music together. The San Diego Symphony Orchestra's performance at the border fence last year carried on that tradition. They performed a huge outdoor percussion piece written by famous composer John Luther Adams. And a quick note to listeners, you really had to be at the border to get the full experience of this piece. Here's a recorded version of the song, since the only audio we could get from the symphony's event wasn't great. Martha says that piece wasn't meant to be a political statement for or against immigration either. She says it was more about simply acknowledging the fact that a cross-border connection and flow exists between San Diego and Tijuana already. It's here. It's happening. Every single day, thousands of people, ideas, and products cross our border. We live in a border town. Martha says it's important that the symphony that exists here recognizes that and uses it as an occasional subject matter. Um, And so we did that piece, and again, it was a human piece. Um, It was about the fact that you cannot stop sound. And to be on both sides of the border and enjoy this piece coming from all around you was, I was on the Mexican side of the border, and it was, um, there was a party going on, you know, there was, people were in the park there where they come on Saturdays, and there were, there were food vendors, and, um, and then in the middle of it there were these musicians, and people were kind of in wonder of what this was about, it was, it was surprising. Um, And so... I think that it's important in San Diego that we acknowledge our, our surroundings, where we live. You know, music reflects the time it's created and in the place. And so to reflect the fact that we are part of a larger region which happens to have a border through it is important to our orchestra. Political or not, the symphony can't help how people interpret a piece of music or how it makes them feel or react. At the border fence that day, One audience member, a border patrol agent whose job is to watch the fence and make sure no one tries to cross, he told Martha that the music moved him and made him think about things differently for a few moments. One of the border patrol who was there at the time said, you know, I didn't know what to expect today, and I thought, all of these percussionists. But what I realized is that the border, we often focus on our differences, and today we focused on our similarities. He said, it was beautiful, I did not want it to end. Next time on the podcast, a story about celebrating death as a way of keeping a culture alive. It's pretty much just um, to celebrate life and to invite them back. Their souls come back and um, you put out their favorite candies, food, um, you put up pictures, 
I'm getting the chills. Um, and you just, you know, it's a day of celebration and just remembrance and um, you just invite them and, and you pretty much just, you know, sit around and tell stories and it should be a celebration of their life. Only here will you find a San Diego community working hard at reconnecting with traditions on the other side of the border. Only Here is a KPBS podcast hosted by me, Alan Liliental. It was written and produced by Kinsey Moreland. Emily Jankowski is the technical producer. Lisa Morissette is operations manager, and John Decker is the director of programming. Sarah Anderson is our student assistant. KPBS podcasts are made possible by listeners like you. Help us keep you connected to these cross-border stories. Go to kpbs.org to make a donation or become a member today. Thank you.